Mailbag day once again. Lots of questions about Jalen Brown, bench production, Romeo Langford coming back, and five games to watch between now and the end of December. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I want to thank you for making the show part of your daily routine. Monday through Friday, bonus podcasts when uh, games are played on the weekend. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. It's free. It's available everywhere. It's on YouTube. Hop into the comment section of the YouTube page. Let me know what you think. Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I full of it? Uh, you tell me there. Uh, I'm John Corrales. I used to play a long time ago. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I am here in Washington, D.C. You can tell this is not my normal background. It may sound a little bit different because I'm using different recording equipment. I'm here in D.C. for the game against the Washington Wizards. So uh, that's going to be a fun one. Since the Celtics had the weekend off a couple of days, I figured, hey, let's keep this Mailbag Monday thing going. JohnCorrales.com slash mailbag to send your questions. JohnCorrales.com slash mailbag to send in your questions. Uh, but uh, as long as I have like a little bit of time, I'm going to answer your questions today. Super ambitious, lots to get to. So let's get to it. This first section, tons of Jalen Brown, starting with Andrew. I would love for Jalen Brown to spend his entire career as a Celtic, uh, but I wish there was a clause in his new contract about turnovers and decision-making. Don't we all? Uh, I think the thing about Jalen is he cannot be asked to do all of the 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 all of that stuff. He cannot be asked to dribble as much as he likes to dribble sometimes. He cannot be asked to do all of the decision making. And I think some of it has to come from the coaching. It has to come from the staff to make sure he's in the right position and they're calling the right plays for him. And some of it has to come from him to say, uh, I, you know, as elite as he can be, as you know, he was a second team all NBA guy. You don't have to do everything. Some guys are better than you at ball handling and passing. And so let them do that. So I think there just has to be a, a little bit of trust built within this team. And the guys who trust each other the most need to be next to each other on the floor more often. And I hate to say it, but sometimes guys trust certain guys on the team more than others. And that's just kind of the dynamic of how a team goes, there's, I don't know that there's ever 100% blanket trust or there might be blanket trust, but I trust this guy more than that guy. So those two things have to happen. Jalen needs to be put in the right position. He cannot be asked to initiate the offense too often because uh, that's not in his wheelhouse. We know what he's good at. He knows what he's good at. And there has to be an honest conversation, especially with all the talent around him of what he needs to be doing and what he can delegate. And he said, after the win against Miami, he said, it's going to be hard, right? There's a lot of talent we've seen in the first game. It was Tatum and Porzingis that closed it out. And in the, in the second game, it was Jalen and Derek White that closed it out. 
against Washington. It might be Porzingis. Hey, it's his homecoming. It's that might be an important game to him. Uh, he might close it out. So who knows who it's going to be, but Jalen has to trust the guys next to him and the Celtics need to kind of make sure that he's in a position where he's satisfied with, um, with with the production that he's getting. Uh, Jonas says, Jalen was open often in the Knicks game. It looked like Tatum and, and Porzingis almost looked him off for their own shots. I think he could have gotten at least three or five more uncontested shots if they just moved the ball more, which is true. But also, they gave up. Uh, well, first of all, I should start, but before I answer that question, I should say that today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockdownNBA. Use the code LockdownNBA, all lowercase. You get a, fir a first deposit match up to $100. Okay, back to my Jalen Brown question. Uh, the I, I think they could have swung the ball, but also it's Jason Tatum. Also, it's Kristaps Porzingis. And Everybody has to understand that sometimes that extra swing isn't going to happen. And we're talking about Porzingis and Tatum, the two guys who closed out that game against New York. So this is a situation. It's kind of like who's hot, who's got it going, who's got the right matchup. It, it, different games, different situations. No two games are exactly alike. So could he have gotten more shots in that one game? Yeah, he could have. And and maybe he should have, but they only took 77 shots, I think, against the the Knicks. They also have to make sure that they're rebounding and they're they're forcing turnovers as best they can, and they're getting out in transition as best they can and pushing the pace. And maybe Jalen can get himself by playing good defense, by getting into a passing lane, by going in and crashing and rebounding and not giving up offensive rebounds, getting out into transition. Jalen's getting himself two, three, four more shots. So there's there's that element to it as well. But yes, I understand that uh, they could have swung the ball more, but also it's they all have to understand. Derek White's going to be able to make shots. Holiday's going to be able to make shots. There are going to be times where we say, "Geez, Jalen could have swung the ball a couple, you know, one more time and found Jalen or Derek." And but but all of these guys who aren't quote unquote aren't swinging the ball, they can all make shots. And Porzingis made tough shots, so that's. Um, that's something that just everybody's going to have to get used to. And now Aaron asked, after watching Porzingis in the season opener, considering how well he played and the ballooning cost of this team, are we seeing the beginning of the end of Jalen Brown's stint with the Celtics? Can't go there yet. We cannot go there yet. But I can't rule it out yet either because somebody's going to have to go. Maybe it's not this coming season. Maybe it's next season. But somebody's going to have to go. And this season, uh, considering... Holiday, Derek White's going to get an extension next year. Both those guys are going to probably get extensions next summer. Porzingis, Tatum, Tatum's obviously not going anywhere. I don't think Porzingis is going anywhere, but who knows? They could just say, "Hey, this isn't this isn't the right fit." Anything can happen between now and next June, but I can't sit here and, and be like definitively, we're not seeing the end of Jalen Brown's stint in in Boston. Uh, it's possible that this could be it. That that either he or Brad Stevens or mutually they might say this isn't a situation that works for me anymore and and move on so um I know that it's kind of funny that all of Jalen Brown fans are going to be sitting there like he finally got his no trade clause he finally earned this contract and we're still talking about Jalen Brown trades hey people ask I answer I'm not ready to say he's going to be traded yet 
this is a full season and he does have the no trade clause. He's not going anywhere. So uh, he definitely has this season. He might have next season. And then it's just a business decision. Who fits best? And if it's if Jalen is at the bottom of that list, so be it. If he's at the top of that list, so be it. Then you have to come up with a different solution. I'm not ruling anything out. Uh, finally, in this segment, uh, we have a couple of questions about the bench production. Uh, Paolo asks, how much can we really expect them to score when your top five players should regularly score 110 points? And Leo says, uh, you mentioned in your podcast about game one that the bench needs to be better. Wouldn't you say they need the opportunity to play, make mistakes, and improve? So, yes, the bench. The Celtics bench needs to be better, for sure. 100%, they need to score when they have these opportunities. Is it unfair to say Sam Hauser needs to hit a couple of shots a game because sometimes he's not going to hit them? Maybe, but that's his job. He has to come in and hit shots. Al Horford, if he's going to be coming off the bench regularly, has to make shots. Uh, that's that's kind of an unfair situation for, for these guys, but the fact is, it is the, coming off the bench is an unfair situation in a lot of ways because you're expected to do a lot in a short amount of time. I'm not expecting them to put up to outscore uh, opposing benches 40 to 20 or anything like that. I'm just expecting them to score. I'm expecting them to do something. Get me into the double digits. But the point is valid that there are six players, five starters who can all score 20 on a given night more right? Some guys can score 30 on a given night and they have. So you're not going to put up 150 points a game, but still there has to be some level of bench production. And I will say that it's so early that we can't make this a big deal because New York opening night, that was a different kind of game. Miami at home on opening night at, at the garden different kind of game. I think Joe Mazzula really wanted to win those games. You can't go into Madison Square Garden and just kind of be like, ah, we're going to play our guys a certain amount of minutes and who cares if we win or lose. Can't do that. You're not going to do that at home. Think about that. Miami coming back to Boston, your first game at home after the way that series ended last year. I think everybody on the team wanted that one just a tiny bit more. So yeah, Tatum's going to play more. Jalen's going to play more. All these guys are going to play more. I think Joe Mazzula wanted to win that game and coached to win that game. I think we saw that. I think it's pretty obvious that he coached to win that game. But now you're playing Washington on Monday night, Indiana on Wednesday night. You're probably going to see a different minutes distribution because you can't play Tatum 40 minutes. Those games, uh, I think Joe Mazzula's growth brought him to a realization. I think he's going to understand that you can't do this. I think there are certain games on, in, on the schedule that they definitely want to win and certain games on the schedule where now they're going to say, okay, you're right. Uh, you have to get those guys the opportunity. And I think we're going to see them start to get that opportunity. Coming up next, some uh, more questions about uh, Joe Mazzula and his style of play and Jordan Walsh uh, and the starting lineup and Romeo Langford. That is all coming up. Next, first, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy done right, made easy because it's you against the projections. It's not you against an algorithm. It's not you against sharks and people who just do this for a living. They set the projections and you go more or less. Jason Tatum points against the Washington Wizards more or less. You pick it. If you if you hit it, that's a winner. 
Now you can stack those up. You pick two to six players, you hit all six, your $10, um, your $10 entry could be worth $250. Well, you can win 25 times your entry. So go check it out at prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Your first deposit match is up to a hundred dollars with that code locked on NBA. Why do you want to play with it? Uh, locked on, I'm sorry, why do you want to play with prize picks? Uh, they even have injury protection, NFL games, college football games. If your player leaves and doesn't come back, leaves in the first half, doesn't come back in the second, that player is rebooted. It's the only daily fantasy sports platform that has injury insurance. All right, so check it out. You are going to love it. Prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code LockdownNBA for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars thank you for making lockdown celtics your first listen every day make sure you're subscribed because like i said bonus podcast bonus content on the weekends not only is it a monday through friday show this saturday when they play at brooklyn bonus podcast next week seven days a week because i'm monday through friday they play friday at home they play saturday at home bonus podcast those two days I'm going to be a podcasting machine for you, so make sure you're subscribed and get your podcasts wherever they exist. Watch the show on YouTube. Let's get back to the questions here, and we're going to get into uh, – let me call this up because I'm on a different setup, and it takes me a little extra a second here. Um, would you prefer to see the Celtics be a more defensive-style team, or is the Joe Missoula three-point shooting way fine to you? Uh, that's not exactly the question I'm going to answer, Nathaniel, because – I don't think Joe Mazzulla's style is strictly a three-point shooting style, right? I think he's just done the math. It's not that the, Celt the Celtics aren't a defensive team. I know what you're asking. You're asking about whether do I want to see them play Ime Udoka, defense first, defense only, and kind of slog through, hold teams to 80 points, 90 points, and try to win 95 to 90? Or do I want to see the Celtics play uh, a three-point based system where they're they're really trying to generate those threes and they're trying to win 110 to 100. Um, it doesn't matter to me, honestly. I, and I'm not even trying to cop out. I don't care which one they play. I, I mean, I I like good defense. I can appreciate good defense. But if they if they want to go a little bit more offensive oriented, that's fine too. Uh, it's it's more fun to watch. It's certainly more fun to watch scoring, right? It's certainly more fun to watch the ball go through the hoop and and see the team kind of generate a lot of points. But Joe Mazzulla's style includes defense. I mean, he's a maniac. People don't understand. He's a maniac on the floor. If you ever see him play in the in the that pregame coaches game, he's just a lunatic out there. And defense is part of his mindset. They are talking about defense more this year than they did last year. Uh, and that's, that's, that's noted. And yeah, I think they, they include that, but it's not one or the other. It's both for Joe Mazzula. He's just done the math and three pointers are worth more than two. You're getting 50% more points on the three pointer, which means if you generate the good ones, you can, you can really pile up the points and win games but he also understands you got to hit tough shots the playoff shots so i think that's something that is part of their repertoire but honestly as long as they're all on the same page and all trying to do it the way the coaching staff wants them to do it that's fine with me whatever the plan is 
as long as everybody follows the plan, it's going to look good. Connor asks, what do you make, if anything, of Jordan Walsh not being on the main Celtics training camp roster? Is that a sign they might be spending more time in Boston? I think he's not on the training camp roster because he is officially a member of the Boston Celtics, not a two-way player. He's not a camp invite who was cut, those Exhibit 10 guys who get cut and then assigned to the G League. Uh, Jordan Walsh is a member of the Boston Celtics, so he cannot be listed on their training camp roster. He will be assigned to the main Celtics for a great portion, if not all of the season. So don't think of anything. Uh, don't think it signifies anything. All it signifies is that Jordan Walsh, technically speaking, is a member of the Boston Celtics and can't be on the training camp roster for a G League team. Caleb, would each of the Celtics top six players start for every team in the NBA? Uh, or does that say, and does that say more about their talent or their versatility? Honestly, I think every team in the NBA can probably look at their roster and say, we'd prefer not to start this one guy and maybe pull from the Celtics and say, we'll, we'll start this guy. Um, and, and I think you can kind of go up and down the league and, and find somebody there. I mean, let me just, I'm just going to pull up a box score, Milwaukee and Atlanta. Let's just see from, well, Atlanta sucks. So, uh, you think Damian Lillard, Malik Beasley, Brooke Lopez, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Jay Crowder. Well, immediately Jay Crowder. I mean, obviously, first of all, let's just, Jason Tatum will start on any team, right? So let's just take him out of the equation. Jalen Brown will start on just about any team, uh, any team. So there's right away you can look at this, this lineup and say, obviously. But now go deeper. Porzingis, would he? Yes, Porzingis would start. You'd start Drew Holiday uh, over Jay Crowder. You'd start Derek White over Jay Crowder. So yes, yes. Uh, and it says a lot about both their talent and their versatility. You can start, you can start. Derek White in that lineup and he can he can play he can play small forward you know for for a stretch he's not that big he's not that strong but he can fill a gap in there so I would say that the Celtics top like Al Horford is the one guy who wouldn't start for every every team I think obviously Tatum and Brown Porzingis probably um and then White and Holiday I would say probably um and it just depends on, like, and it should actually let me let me refresh. It doesn't it doesn't depend on anything. Those guys can start on any team because, like, even the the Phoenix Suns they they made sacrifices. the The only team that I would say maybe not is Denver because of their continuity, and they might actually say they might actually say like, we don't want to mess with that continuity with one of the you know Al Horford, Drew Holiday. Derek White, but we'd love him off the bench or something. And that's just me just guessing. So, but I think the actual answer is yes, they would start and be fine everywhere. Nathan asks, why not bring Romeo back? There's familiarity that he's an athletic defensive wing. We could do worse for the end of the bench. Uh, you could, but Romeo, I'm done with Romeo. I'm done with Romeo. He, I don't think he has any drive. I don't think he has any real heart. I don't think he has any real desire the type of desire that's necessary to stick around does he have talent sure i just don't think that he's going to find it in himself 
to push the way he needs to push to stick in the NBA. He's a classic guy that can go play well overseas, find a nice team. Like I always say, find a nice team in Spain or Italy, or, you know, go play with Kimball Walker in Monaco, find a gorgeous part of the world, go sit, go play, go enjoy that where you don't have to push yourself like crazy and enjoy, make millions of dollars and, and go enjoy life there. I just don't think that he has a place uh, in the NBA anymore. I don't know if any, if, if uh, Danny Ainge couldn't find a place for him, the guy who drafted him, then nobody's going to find a place for him. Uh, I don't think, I don't think he's going to have an Aaron Neesmith type of revival. Right, we're going to come back. We're going to finish with some more fun questions, including five games between now and the end of December. If I had to pick just five, which five would I pick? That's all coming up next. First, today's show is brought to you by, ooh, the suspense, FanDuel. <laughs> the road setup, honestly, a little behind a little behind the scenes. The road setup is one screen versus my home setup is two. And so I'm constantly going back and forth, and it's hard to figure out exactly where I am. Letting you in on the, on the behind-the-scenes stuff. FanDuel is going to give you uh, $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. You can score early this NFL season and NBA season with America's number one sports book. New customers get that $150 in bonus bets. You just got to place a winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the time to do it. Super easy to use. The app spreads player pop, props over-unders a lot more at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Go check it out. You can still place futures bets on Jason Tatum for MVP. You can still place uh, futures bets on, on other awards. So go check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NBA, NBA season. Tip off the NBA season. Uh, I just ask you to please gamble responsibly. If you're going to do it, would love to have you just keep it under control. They do have tools that will help you do this. So please just gamble responsibly. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Lockdown NBA, which I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. Rotating hosts all week long. It's a great way to get caught up on the big stories in the NBA. Uh, in a fun way. Everybody's pretty great on that podcast. I'm very, uh, very happy and uh, honored to be one of the hosts there. It's a really cool show. All right, let's wrap this up with some more fun questions here on uh, Mailbag Day. Starting with Andrew, with all the players who left the Celtics during the offseason, do you think we'll see any tribute videos when guys return to the Garden? Um, I, I think at this point, tribute videos have been the norm. Definitely going to see one for Marcus Smart. Absolutely. Uh, that's going to be a good one. Are we going to see one for Grant Williams? Uh, probably like a short one, a 30-second one. Uh, maybe Malcolm Brogdon, uh, a quick one. Rob, I think Rob will get one that's a little bit longer. So uh, that's, that's how uh, I think that'll go. Oh, related questions. How do you think it'll be like when Ime comes to town? I think it's going to be a, a mix. I think there will be some boos. I think there will be some applause. I think some people will give him a standing ovation. I think some people will be very upset. And it'll all kind of get drowned out and messy. So it won't, it won't be any one universal thing. Uh, final question here is, are you, are you worried or very worried about a Gallinari revenge game on Monday? I don't. Uh, 
I, I actually went and watched the Wizards play against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I was not impressed with Danilo Gallinari's play. I'm not sure that Gallo is going to have much to offer the Celtics. I think he's going to be somewhat easy to defend. And so I am neither worried nor very worried about Gallinari's big revenge game. I'm just, it's the least, I didn't even think of it until this question was asked. Mike P asks, if you can have dinner with any three Celtics alive or dead, who would you pick and why? Who? Well, first one's easy. First two are easy. Bill Russell, for sure. I mean, how do you not pick Bill Russell here? Bill Russell, for sure, because dinner, I would, every meal for a year with Bill Russell to hear all of his stories. I wish I could have uh, had any meaningful conversation with him. It would be amazing to have heard uh, his, his story uh, told to me in you know the first person. Larry Bird is the other one, the other obvious one, because Larry is so matter of fact. I love the way he speaks, and he's I, I kind of like his perspective on things. So I would really love to sit down with Larry. I mean, I another guy I would spend hours just kind of like glassy eyed looking at him, like, oh, yes, tell me more, Larry. Please <laughs> regale me with your tales. The third one, I, I don't know, because there's so many I would love to hear from. Uh, I would, I'm tempted to pick Kevin McHale because he also has stories from the Cheers set. And so, and he's like probably the goofiest, funniest one of them all. Um, I, I might, and, he, and, and Kevin McHale is like my basketball hero because I have told everybody, I've said it multiple times here, but if you haven't heard me say it before, uh, it's because I studied Kevin McHale's footwork and post work that I ended up becoming a good basketball player. I was kind of terrible for my first few years in high school and then something clicked and all of a sudden that footwork kicked in and a lot of Kevin McHale stuff is you know, like, I kind of stole Kevin McHale's stuff and made myself a nice little career. Like this podcast doesn't exist without Kevin McHale because I, Everything I did basketball-wise for years was based on Kevin McHale. So, I mean, I, I'm i trying to decide between him and Red Arback. And so Red Arback is, I think, the choice because of all the stories. He just encompassed so many different generations. But if we're talking only players, it would be Kevin McHale. And that's leaving out so many guys. Like Sam Jones. How can I, like, not talk to Sam Jones? I would have loved – oh, man. Uh, there's so many, it's hard to pick just a few. Um, John P says, uh, some very nice things. Thank you, John. I want to say that first. He says, my question for you is if you have to mark your calendar to watch only five C's games in November and December, who would you pick and why? So let's run them down. Milwaukee on November 22nd. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be like, I think that's going to be approached like a playoff game. And it's, you know, Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday revenge game type of thing. And that, like, Holiday might actually be the most revenge game of revenge games because I think he really wanted to stay there. I, he, he, looking at it, how his, his wife reacted, and you can tell even when he was in Boston, like, he appreciated the opportunity, but the, the hard 
reality of coming over unexpectedly from Milwaukee. It's just like, oh my God, like he really was, he really was hurt by that. So there might be a like legit revenge game there. Uh, I'd pick one of the two Cleveland games at home, whichever one, probably the first one, because I just want to see how they match up. I'm high on Cleveland. I think they're going to be tough. Even if Cleveland has a down season, I still think they're going to be a tough matchup for the Celtics. Obviously, the Golden State Warriors on the 19th of December. Got Anytime they play, play Golden State, they, that's just always a classic game. Christmas Day in Los Angeles, absolutely have to watch that game. And then, sorry, I'm going to do what everybody else does. December 31st, New Year's Eve in San Antonio, Victor Wembenyama. Of course, I'm going to watch that game. Of course, I'm going to watch that game. So I would recommend everybody watch that game because it's good that the Celtics have their window open now, win this championship this year, maybe win this championship again next year, and then watch Victor Wembenyama just start dominating the finals. And that's going to be something that I think is going to be a long-term that's CBA proof basketball over there. You get a guy like Wimbenyama, the CBA doesn't matter. So you got to watch him on December 31st. Finally, Steven says, Hey, John, I'm confused. I thought Grandy was the lock to be Gorman's replacement. Do you have any details on how or why this didn't happen? And who is the new guy? Well, I don't have any details on, on how or why it happened. I do know that he just signed a deal to be the radio voice. And I think I'm putting two and two together. I'm thinking that the deal for the radio thing might've been done before the TV deal thing happened. I think that, I think some things might've happened sooner than expected. And I think that kind of got in the way of what I thought as well, Sean Grandy. Uh, Drew Carter is the new kind of road play-by-play guy. Uh, he's going to take over for Mike Gorman. I don't know a whole lot about him other than he's got an incredible TV voice. He's from Syracuse and he seems to be doing a good job so far. Uh, I have no issues with him. And Hey, look, I, I, I like Sean Grandy. I think he's a good person. Um, I've had many conversations. I've had him on the show before and we'll probably have him on the show again. And I, he's, he's a class guy one of the hardest working people in the media. He's constantly, constantly calling something. And so um, I, I, I don't know the details of everything that went down. I just hope that this worked out for him in a way that he's okay with. Uh, because I, I wanted that gig for him. I thought he had earned that gig. So I hope he's okay with it. But uh, I, I'm kind of, kind of speculating and trying to like read between lines and hopefully, uh, hopefully that answers your question. Again, if you want me to answer your question, johncorrales.com slash mailbag. Send in the questions, and I will try to answer them when I get a shot, typically on Mondays. But once the season starts here, like once we get into the real meat of things, it'll be kind of whenever they have a couple days off, and it's a good way to kind of take an opportunity when they're traveling, and there's nothing new, new that we can answer these questions. So johncorrales.com slash mailbag. Uh, thank you for listening. Again, bonus podcast. There's this this Saturday night and next week. It'll be seven days a week because they're playing Friday and Saturday. I'm going to give you post-game podcasts there. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. 
Watch the show on YouTube. If you're an everydayer, if you're with me every single day, thank you. I love you. I appreciate that so much. Please share the podcast. Please spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.